Oh my word. Everybody heard what's going on. What's going on, Dylan? We're talking about talking about Bart Gun. Bart Gun's my friend. Jump, jump. It's the wrestling review, y'all. Jump. The wrestling review. Jump. With my boy Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings up in his bitch. And that new Dylan got bro. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Dylan's my enemy. Dylan is frozen. I am not frozen. I am full of heat. Heat for Bart Gun. He's a contractor who ran away to the circus for a bit and now he's back and he's still an electrician. Bart Gun. I like Bart Gun. Do you like Bart Gun, Dylan? Yes, I don't know. I think likes Bart Gun. Dylan likes Bart Gun. Dylan likes Bart Gun for a different reason than me. Dylan likes punching financial advisors. JBL is a financial advisor. Dylan doesn't believe in capitalism. Dylan is a cultural Marxist. I am now. Jordan Peterson's friend, welcome to the Make Your Bed review. We review how you make your bed, and if you did it bad, we say you're a woman, therefore chaotic, therefore bad. But I like Oh, exactly. Then you're lazy, but if you eat in the woods while you're You're powerful, it's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, I will it's never also forget. It's important to have just a little bit of shit in your butt. Just a little bit of shit. You have to have a little bit of shit. Hey, hey. You, but you, you don't want it out. You want to just be carrying just a, just a, you want a smooth log and right before it's coming out, you want to pinch the last part and you want to keep that. You want to keep, that's your little treasure. That's your little toxic that's treasure, you say. Treasure. That's a little treasure. That's what you need for dieting. Yeah, you keep it in your cave. Keep it in your cave. Keep it in your cave. And this week we're going to be talking about Bart Gunn, who... That's right. Say handsome. I understand why they signed him. And then they must have been like, oh, oh, this guy doesn't do any of the things. But Bart Gunn. So nice that- Bart Gunn is the most man after a divorce I've ever seen. In, a Canadian man in the 90s after a divorce I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to wear a t-shirt that is two sizes too large for me. It will be a weird color that will match none of my clothes. I got glasses, and I don't really care about anything. And also, I think, weirdly, one of the, like, this guy had, like, a crazy second career in Japan that was way better than his WWF career. Would you say, and we're doing this in the reverse, but would you say between him, who, like, I always find it amazing. Like Scott Norton is, I think, the biggest difference between a U.S. career and a Jap- Japanese career is like he is second match in the America, New Japan champion of the world in Japan. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, I don't. I think that Bart Gunn is even more than Scott Norton because interesting, Scott Norton interesting was, how wrong you are. <laughs> but Scott Norton was like booked like a strong man. Great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Scott Norton was kind of booked like Bradshaw or yeah, Bradshaw or Farouk was in WWF and WCW, where it was like, yeah, if you beat Scott Norton, you're like amazing. No one yeah, if you Scott beat Scott Norton off his feet, blah blah blah. If you beat Scott Norton, you're gonna be the U.S. champion. Yeah, we're we're pushing you really strongly, and Scott Norton's gonna look good either way. Whereas Bart yeah. Gunn was like, oh, he just loses to whoever. Yeah, but Bart Gunn is also the most like. 
Yeah, I'll do that, I guess. I don't know. Like what, The fact that he took time off from being a wrestler to just build his own house was truly amazing. It was a truly exceptional move for this man. We are jumping all over the place, as is our want recently. Uh, but here's the thing with Bart Gunn when you really break it down. His career starts because he's a handsome boy living in Florida. And here's the thing that Dylan and I have learned the most of doing this podcast for now almost seven years. You want to be a wrestler in the 80s and 90s? Just go to high school in Minnesota or be in Florida. And guess what? You can be a hot boy. Excuse me, hot boy. And get in this van and do cocaine with Kevin Sullivan. (laughs) Go for it. Did you want it to be totally quiet so we could just hear your baby scream so loud? Oh, yeah. I like it when you I like it when your baby yells because it's just I'm like all right some of your wife's in there. Yeah. No. Finally some, well, we need no, some passion. <laughs> no, he's right. He's just off screen. Yeah. Making him listen about Bart Gunn. Of course, your favorite wrestler? Bart. First Gunn. thing first thing you I assume you sat him down very early into his life and said, "You better know how to build a house. You're a got man. <laughs> we know how to build houses." Dylan, by the way, built the house I'm in right now. Yeah, that's why it's all windows seeming. That's right. Dylan only installs windows in houses. He yeah. built MC Hammer's house that bankrupt him. It was yeah, made completely of glass. Is, and also, some of the air gets in there because I feel like you should sort of always be outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dylan, Dylan is a survivalist. Dylan's part of the base. Dylan is an excel. Dylan is Andreas Brevik. No, he's not any of those things. <laughs> I don't know what's Andreas Brevik. He's a guy from Norway who killed seventy people to. Uh, accelerate a race war and i felt bad saying that about you <laughs> oh no like a like a race war so i mean like a a war of like i don't know everyone who gets in races and see which one's the best at it that's your version of it yeah you're just you're like marathon runners versus relay there's only one way to decide <laughs> oh that's really fun so all right well, we should talk about bark gun he was we should talk about Brett. Almost, almost in 1966, December 27th in Florida, and uh, he just he was like a nice man. He used to watch. He's a nice guy. So he started wrestling. He liked wrestling, so he started wrestling. Uh, not trained by the Monster Factory, which is what I was convinced of. I was convinced he was going to be trained by the Monster Factory. He wasn't. He just sort of was. Also, can you pronounce Bart Gunn's last name? Yeah, Michael Pakalopek. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Michael oh. Pakalopek. So he's got a he's got a goddamn fucking last name on him. Also, one of the smartest things that he then ignores, a guy comes into his job at the Sears Auto Center and goes, you'd be a great wrestler. And the guy was on crutches or sorry, using a cane. So he thought, "Mm, I don't think I want to be a wrestler. But then later goes, you know what? I'll do that. Yeah, it's a very interesting thing. And what's amazing is he's not he doesn't have a cane now. He's a good in good boy. He's just an electrician in Florida. Perfect timing, weirdly, for him. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. He thought that everything was expected of people. He sort of like went to all Japan, which was you just hit each other in the chest super hard. And yeah, like, yeah, go for it. So basically what it was was he's trained by Boris Malenko. Boris Malenko, D. Malenko's father, trained X-Pac. Well, here's the thing is. Boris Malenko is a very old school territory wrestler, so he's actually going to teach you how to be a wrestler so you can be a wrestler for 30 years. You know what I'm saying? So it's one of those things where it's like you're not being taught how to do a fucking spear through the ropes onto a flaming table. It's like, you see that? That's a headlock. That's a yeah, exactly. snap drag down. That's an Irish whip. Those are all you're going to need. You're going to the WWF in 1992. You, my friend, are going to want to learn the atomic drop. It's going to be a lot of atomic drops. 
and we and then they're going to be gone and no one will miss them. No one has ever missed the atomic drop. It's the <laughs> worst move in the history of wrestling. Yeah, no one does an atomic drop. No, ever. Well, it's because they it was like, oh my god, how bad for the back is this move? <laughs> well, and also like the weird thing with the atomic drop is like now when everything's like on the neck or kind of, ma- you know what? It makes more sense than like the stroke. Or, like, any of those moves. Remember when everyone used some weird forward Russian leg sweep for a bit? And it's like, the Italian yeah, no, is a far better move than this. The, the, the Russian leg sweep came quickly after the DDT and the Death Valley Driver. Because it went DDT, Death Valley Driver, Russian leg sweep, ECW folded. They just ran out of finishers <laughs> to assign to young wrestlers. Yeah, they ran out of weird finishers. Anyway, he learns to wrestle in 1991, which is important because it's basically like, oh, you're 6'5", and you're like a friendly dude. If you couldn't cut a promo at all, you're going to be world champion. You can't. Tag team champion, then. Yeah, we're tag team champion. And he quickly meets a man named Tim Parker, uh, who he tags with, wrestling as Brett Colt. Like he was and then he formed a cowboy. Please. Of course. And then he, of course, failed, um, uh, creates a team with Kip Winchester, which I didn't think was, yes. I don't think is Billy Gunn's full name. No, Kip Sop is his full name. Is his real name. Oh, no, sorry. Kip... His name is literally Monty Sop. That's right. It's Monty. And then it became Kip. Um, in the Tampa, Florida based International Championship Wrestling Alliance, they were known as the Long Riders. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, bro. That's what she said when she saw their dongers. Yeah, How right. about. So, what, the, what was the gimmick, John? They were cowboys. They literally Bart gun. They got big dicks. There you go. They fucking they had cowboys. So they would do the smoking guns thing where they would. Dylan, can you the sing the Long Riders theme song for me? When the eyes of the Long Riders upon you, we're gonna show our penises to you. That was it. And that was that. When you're in Texas, look behind you, because that's where the Long Riders' penis is going to be. <laughs> yeah. And also, they would so they would go in, they would do the smoking guns thing with the guns, but they would do that with their dongs. And then I want you all to know, like, flaccid, and they go point to a girl and, sh- and then go, uh, "She'll make it hard." And it was disgusting, even for early '90s wrestling. I want you to know this right now. I want you to know this. I don't know. The pin code to two of my bank cards, <laughs> and I could sing the entire every lyric to the Walker Texas Ranger theme song. I call bet. You call bet. Go for it. Uh, just when you second, just one second. Bring him up. Bring him up. Bring him up. Yeah, okay. Um, Walker Texas Ranger. Yeah. Theme lyrics. Theme with lyrics. Okay, because there's the boom team. Yeah. Lyrics on demand. All right. All right. Go for it. When you're in Texas, look behind you, because that's where the Rangers gonna be. Is the chorus, I believe, and I now have gone blank on the original lyrics. Even though, like, if as okay. soon as you start saying them, I'm gonna remember them. This is by Chuck Norris, which I it is he, Norris. which he also sings. He also sings it. In the eyes of a ranger, of a ranger the unsuspecting, the unsuspecting stranger, stranger better know the better truth, know the truth from wrong from right. Because the eyes of a ranger are upon you. Undo. This is also an unsung way to tell if someone was a loser in the '90s. How many CBS it was on Friday night? <laughs> Uh, first of all, it was a CBS Saturday Night Show, and it followed it followed Martial Law starring Arsenio Hall and Sammo Hung. Sammo Hung. Sammo Hung, by the way, briefly was in the Long Riders because of his giant Sammo Hung dong. He was hung. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all he got the name. That's of course right. His name was actually looked behind you because that's where the Rangers. The Rangers going to be. That's that, that whole show. If you watch it now, is just like <laughs> this is Chuck Norris being like, listen. 
I like cowboys, and here's what I do not like: Latin men. They're all yeah. Um, I want to kick. No, I. You can make that. that. You can make that foreigners. Every third episode is these Russian gangsters kidnapped a school bus. What are you gonna do, Walker? Speak softly with a much higher voice than you expected, and for some reason. Do karate to men with guns. Oh, um, yeah, best right. episode of it, by the way, is Gary Busey plays an assassin who's obsessed with milk. Just he he's killing people <laughs> dramatically and then walking the bar. Do you have any milk? <laughs> Very good. Gary Busey's. Oh man, whatever one. Let me ask Gary you this: Busey's of like, of the in your house era of the WWE, is Bart Gunn the one of all of the nons like gone on to be legends of that era? He's the best one. Bart Gunn has the best life post wrestling of any re- anyone yes. in the 93, 94, 95 roster that wasn't Bret Hart. And that's it. I think that that is it. Bret Hart's the only one who has a better life than him. Maybe, actually, Billy Gunn's got a pretty good life. Bret Hart doesn't have a better life than him. Bret Hart had a stroke. Bret Hart has more money, is what I would say. So Bret Hart has more money. So I'd say Bret Hart feels, it, Bret Hart doesn't have to work. Bret Hart Bret just Hart, hangs out Bret and Hart's smokes. 55 years old. Yeah, Bret Hart just answers the same six questions. I don't know, man. Part of me would fucking hate that of just like you're. Oh, you're light, yeah. Right? You're just. Hey, what I will tell you. There? I've uh, seen. I don't know. They screwed me I've, over. All right. I've seen Bret Hart live in person. He's very happy about it. Let me tell you what Bret Hart likes talking about. It's Bret Hart. Bret Hart is not really. In, I have never seen someone who worked with a guy 30 years ago and Bret Hart still is like Tom McGee. Um, you stand up when I walk into a room, Tom. Like it is like, it's one of those things where you're like, wow, what are the rest of the hearts? Like if you're considered one of the nice balanced ones, Brett, like I assume, I assume Bruce is just shits where he wants. Like I assume like he's just, you. excuse me, sir. What are you doing? I'm taking a shit. Um, <laughs> you're in a church. Yeah. I'm using your church as my toilet. I'm Bruce Hart. And they're like, who, what? And they're like, Bruce Hart. Don't you remember? Just, I'm, I, yeah. I'm the be- I'm the better wrestler than Bret Hart. Who's Bret Hart? You don't know anything about Calgary. Oh, words. How do you think you're going to be successful with that body, too, Bruce Hart? A lot of the Hearts are ignorant because it's like you look at them. And I remember when the kid, when they had that Survivor Series team where it was like actually all the Hart brothers. And I, I oh, mean, yeah. They can't be related to Bret Noden. Bret Noden are in great shape. It's just like some. They reminded me of like, I guess this is like. When my uncles say they would beat someone up, they actually are like force them to dress in tights, which is very funny. Like Brett and Owen, obviously, get in your ring gear, but Bruce should have been allowed to wear like jeans. Yeah, 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 yeah. No one needs to see that much Bruce Hart. What I also would like to point out, and it bothered me when I watched the match, which is everyone else, black trunks, Brett walks out in pink trunks. And then when Owen's like a dick to him, it's like, yeah, Brett's being a dick. You don't wear different trunks than the rest of your team. It would be like if, like, on the Oakland Raiders, the quarterback just dressed in all white. I'm yeah. the best one. I'm special, actually. Oh, I mean, he was the best one. Owen Hart was better. Owen Hart's be, like, a better wrestler than Brett. Have, like, Owen Hart's a better wrestler than Brett. Probably, by far. By far. Ooh. Brett Hart, is, Brett Hart has really helped his game. You look at a lot of Bret Hart matches, there are, it's seven moves, and give me that rest hold, baby. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I love Bret Hart. I I can't huh. I can't uh, take off the rose colored glasses for that one. But anyway, a better wrestler than even Bret Hart would be Bart Gunn. Bart Gunn. What, what, what's Bart Gunn's finishing move? 
it's one. It's a part of the smoking guns finishing move, which was a <laughs> weird just, version he, of. He just waits there for Billy to drop a leg, which never happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, it's basically they did a version of Demolition's finishing move, which is one person held down and the other one didn't. I think they just did it with a leg drop. Isn't that correct? They did it with a leg drop, and there was no backbreaker. Like, there was no, like, backbreaker then leg drop, so the guy flipped over. It was just a yeah. solid bump, which, I mean, I think is good. Yeah, I do. Because it doesn't seem... Um, the Meltzer driver... But the Meltzer driver, like... I don't know. It's one of those things that's interesting with tag team finishing moves because technically they always are going to break the rules of double teaming. Yeah. No, because you get five seconds. Right? You get five seconds. Great logic. Fuck yeah. You, do. you get five seconds to uh, go in. And, I mean, I only know that from the video games. Once you play the video games, you can't watch wrestling again because you're like, not can't watch wrestling, but you have to be like, oh, I guess they just don't follow these like rules they've clearly laid out. No, they don't. It's one of those things. It's also very interesting because the... The smoking guns were kind of part of the last big wave where Vince McMahon kind of cared about tag teams again. And really, for a while, it was them, the hit Trinkers, and the Steiners. So they let's take that gimmick. They're brought to the WWE as the smoking guns. They make their debut at King of the Ring. Uh, they came in because the nasty boys left and just kind of went right into a feud with the head Trinkers. But yeah, their pay-per-view debut was at King of the Ring. Their pay-per-view, pardon me. Um... Uh, was at the uh, King of the Ring, and they did a very interesting thing because I remember this pay per view and being because it was that thing of I rented it and going back, and you wouldn't know that they were a new team. Like the WWF at the time actually did something very smart, which is they kind of just acted like anyone new on the roster had been there for a while. That was like they were aware of them, and now this new talent has arrived here, but they've always been kind of going as opposed to now. Where they kind of just are like, we don't even know where this guy came from. And probably it was somewhere bad because it wasn't here. That's bad. Yeah. But the other thing about the smoking guns is also you have to understand this. These are two six foot five, 260 pound athletes. They step foot in wrestling. All they have to do is go to a gas station in Florida, say we are professional wrestlers. And then what happens is immediately what happens shows up in a car is J.J. Dillon and... Uh, Eric Bischoff shows up in a car and they put their dicks together and just start jacking off because they are so yeah, yeah. that is actually a hundred percent true. So, and what happened? One jacked off first inside the other one's dick hole, got him, and JJ Dillon did it. He did did you know, to WCW. Do you know what happened to the? Do you know what happened? Gun, anyway. Do you know what happened to the smegma in that incident? It became Ralphus. <laughs> um. But they debut in an eight-man tag, and I remember watching this as a kid and not needing any. <sighs> Oh, the friendly cowboys. I'm in. Yeah, it's the it's the greatest <laughs> gimmick ever. Who are those friendly cowboys? You did it. There they are. They live on a ranch. Oh, what I also good. what I also liked is they had the long '90s cowboy coats because they didn't dress like cowboys. What I was at the smoking guns dressed like was country music superstars. Yeah, and the weird other thing is that like they they were Vince McMahon was like cowboys have mustaches. Yeah. <laughs> so Billy and got to grow this fucking weird mustache. Oh, they both yeah, they have mustaches and mullets, and also you could really tell that someone told someone about Garth Brooks because there's a certain point in their career where they start wearing the Garth Brooks like very baggy Western shirts. But that's the the best thing about them also too is I always I love that they wrestled in jeans and cowboy boots. I thought they were always a really impressive tag team. I do not think that the Smoking Duns get their due, 
for actually being a fun dynamic team. Like they were a team, you know, there was a lot of Irish whips into staircases, which was about as hardcore as the WWF got in 1994, but they were fun and engaging to watch. And that's sort of the thing with Bart Gunn is Bart Gunn is just a guy who's good at wrestling. Who's just making some money. Yeah. And they're just big guys and they wrestle inoffensively. It's kind of like Billy Gunn. Now Billy Gunn just figured a way how to stick around. And the, really the, the thing that sets Billy apart from Bart is just like he's. What was that? Uh, what were those words? What were those words? What's Billy Gluga? Billy away from Bart is that he's just way better at acting. I would even say what sets Billy sorry he's from also Bart. He's a better athlete. He can actually. Is play, I think. Uh, yeah, I it. think this is a rare thing. I think Hulk, because Vince McMahon liked Jerry Graham, Dr. Jerry Graham, that was his favorite wrestler growing up, who was a blonde guy. I think Vince McMahon thinks blonde people are better than brunette people. <laughs> oh, oh no, you get into some weird things there. I mean, and I don't even I don't even mean it in terms of a eugenics Nazi Third Reich thing. I mean it as in um, Vince McMahon is an old school carnival style promoter, uh-huh. and he is trying to. His hero is a muscular, cool guy. In the visage of the 50s and 60s, that's what Vizzard Man's picturing in his head clearly. And that is a blonde, muscular man. So Billy Gunn in Vince McMahon's mind is better than Bart Gunn because they're essentially, coming out of the smoking guns, they're essentially the same guy. They both have no discernible finishing move. Everyone's like, I like those guys. And then they're like, you want to see more of them? No, no, that's good. That's the amount. Here's the thing about Bart Gunn, though. Legit, watch him. He doesn't move his face that much. He's just like a big, fucking dude who can't really emote like there's a thing where it's like you look at all the pictures look at all the pictures of the smoking guns and billy gun was clearly told to smile so he smiled and then bark smiled so he was like yeah you're right nope not okay. doing it i'll do, do a billy gun smi- i'll do a billy uh, okay nope, to show the it. show the patreon listeners i'll do the billy gun smile you do the bark gun smile okay See, that's what they're all like. It's in the eyes, too. It's like this. He's like, oh, can you emote regularly? Yeah, yeah. And the eyes just droop a bit. And he's like, This is Bart Gunn. I'm very happy. Bart Gunn was clearly told by his dad, smiling and frowning. They're both for fucking poontang. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you when you I'll tell you when you smile, when you've just finished in a woman and you know it's going to yeah. be a baby. Everything and else is frivolous. That baby's a boy. And you think it's going to be a boy because you were Does your come make men or women? If your come <laughs> makes women, that's technically part of a period. You're a girl. Bart Gunn's <laughs> there dad. There you go. Thank Bart God. Gunn's dad. Bart Gunn's dad. He was mega back in the 80s. Bart Gunn's dad. Bart Gunn's dad. He's from Florida, so suck his dick. There you go. Suck him off. Eat him out. So, yeah, of course you eat them out. If you're going to suck someone out, you got to eat them out. Everyone knows that, Dylan. If you're going to suck somebody off, you got to flip them over. Wait, what you, what you just love? You cook a pancake on one side, too? You fucking crazy. Goddamn right. What are you fucking doing? I didn't realize you fucking... When you're making a grilled cheese, you only grill one fucking piece of bread. Exactly. Now you got to grill both pieces of bread, baby. Uh, anyone here in a long-term relationship, man or woman, woman would actually be better is if, you're, if your partner's doing the deed... <laughs> Say, what do you only cook one side of a grilled cheese and then just present your butt and see what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the and you'll by the way know if the person is a listener of the rest of the review because they will look at you and go, "Get ready," because here's a weird thing about all of the people that listen <laughs> to this program. Get ready. Very good at rimming. 
It's a weird thing. I've met a lot of people that listen to this podcast while I've been on tour in the UK. And the one thing we always discuss, we always look at each other and go, we were in good. And then people exactly. are like, most of their partners have come up to me and been like, thank you. And I was like, what? And they're like, you didn't mention it, but your podcast inspired him to eat my asshole better than most people eat assholes. And I was like, you know what? Thank you. Now that I think of it, is Billy Gunn's entire career kind of just gay porn categories because he starts as a cowboy yes and then he's a guy who like his whole gimmick is i fucking yeah i got a nice ass ass. i I have a nice ass and then and then later on i fuck ass yeah there's two (laughs) things you need to know about me we gotta make you a main eventer so we this is a lot this this. is a logic not only do you have a nice ass but you want to fuck ass i have many friends named paul and one of them pointed this out many years (laughs) ago about wrestling i have many friends i do have many friends named paul i have more than one friend named More Paul. Pauls and he pointed... No Pauls. Go for it. And he was not a wrestling fan, but was fascinated by the logic of wrestling. And he... Billy Gunn was his favorite, which was, he goes, so let me get this straight. He's a cowboy. Then he becomes a badass, which denotes mm-hmm. he's a, he's like a, like a real dangerous fella. But because ass is in his name, it also denotes he likes asses. <laughs> yeah. And so he was nicknamed Mr. Ass, which is supposed to intimidate you denoting that if you're not careful he's gonna fuck you in the ass <laughs> then he i mean he mapped this all out it was so funny he goes and then mr ass evolved into being billy from billy and chuck where they were literally two guys that were making and in love and then that was revealed to be totally fake and he became the one billy gun who was just he's the one guy named billy gun no the one billy gun was after mr ass because that was when they actually were like getting sponsors pulled because of the content and they were like okay stone cold has to keep doing the finger like he's going to keep on giving people the finger so we have yep. to take something away so they took away billy gun so basically it was like billy gun suffered because they were like stone cold's not going to just put his fist up and go curse you Wait. he has to give like, how funny would it have been if Stone Cold stopped going the finger like, right here. I would have loved it. That would have been really was... good. Anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I guess <coughs> maybe that's another reason. No, I mean, that would have been discussed, but maybe that's another quiet reason they turned him heel was because like, okay, well, if giving the fingers a baby face thing, we'll just stop. But then again, they fucked dead bodies. So that probably doesn't Yeah. Happen. Anyway, um, I liked the Smoking Guns finishing moves. I always like tag team wrestling. Um, I like the fact that they wore jeans. Um, and I thought Sonny was a really good fit with them because it was like, I remember even being in, I guess this is grade six at this time, so I'm starting to uh, pet the old Go girl. ahead. Oh, you rascal. But they really look like they double team Sonny. That's all I'm saying. They And that well, it was always implied that she was dating Billy. Billy. Billy's clearly the like standout of the team. Now, what happened when Bart the smoking like, guns? I don't know about you guys banging all the time. <laughs> I, yeah. feel like, I like Bart as that guy where it's like, you guys shouldn't be having full sex before matches. But what? Yeah, and listen, I try and preserve my chi because Billy's got enough chi. We're not really winning matches though. Um, <laughs> That's why I come into the ring full of vinegar. Also, Billy uh, Bart Gun. Also, Bart let's Gun. talk about what they used to do to Sunny when they were feuding with the Body Donnas, which is yes, so weird. Let's talk about. So Bart, what would happen is we're saying Bart Gun, one of the nicer guys in wrestling, and he still does this. Go for it. Jeff. This is Bart Gun, nice guy in wrestling, still nice bad guy. guy in real life. Uh, sometimes and during yeah. house shows, would we'll just pick up Sonny and smell 
I it was implied how Christopher Hobson read it, which was I pictured smelling her posterior or smelling Lady ass. Garden. Yeah. And then going like, ooh, she smells good to Chris Candido. And then Chris Candido's like, could you stop smelling my girlfriend? Also, I assume Sonny was like, please stop smelling me, you weird, weird man. Well, and also Chris Candido's already, already just, she's already have, having a full affair with someone else. Can't you just not smell my wife's ass? This is also the wildest thing that's never talked about. Of like, oh, Shawn Michaels, such a nice man. Yeah, such a nice man who made a cuckold of wrestling's what seems to be wrestling's nicest boy and his reason was is fun and then by the way got into a fist fight with bret hart because he went on tv and implied that sonny was fucking bret to get the like just to piss off bret it's the wildest well, time so jim Cornette's accounting of that is hilarious where everyone's like yeah bret beat him up and jim Cornette was like that was like a a girl fight in grade seven. There was just hair pulling. Like there was no actual. Here's my other question. Do you know who ended up with the hair? Me. It was not you. It was Jim Cornette. Ooh. Jim because Cornette. yeah, Jim Cornette was like, "Why don't you fucking stab each other?" You because Brett Brett pulled most of to- uh, Sean's ponytail out. Like if you'll notice, right after that, Sean cuts his hair. Like they, yeah. yeah it's one of those things where, like, yeah, Jim Cornette, you are reporting correct. There was a lot of ponytail c- cutting, but according to both of their books and you, because you said you took the ponytail home, there was, like, a shitload of hair. Like, it was literally, like, Brett just fucking, ah, how dare you say I cheated on my wife with the one woman I have not cheated yeah, her that's on her. infuriating, what? where it's like, listen, man, I am cheating on her, and she bugs me about it all the time. Now you just made my fucking life shit. Yeah. I'm gonna go cheat on her tonight with someone she'll never meet in her goddamn life. You fucking I'm not a fucking idiot. That's probably what his point his point yeah, is. Yeah, that was that's what his point was. She doesn't meet these bitches, you fucking asshole. Then just like ah, pair pull. I guarantee that's what it was. So basically the smoking guns break up because they break up every team. Bart Gun's like, what am I no, gonna do in there? More about like there's only so much we can talk about of a WWF Bart Gun. So we gotta talk, we gotta delve Bro in. Brawl for all could be 30 minutes, you maniac. Dude, literally, it's Sunny and uh, Sunny in Sunny doing the awesome angle where it was like wherever the tag titles go, I go. Billy Gunn. What I thought they were gonna split them off. I thought that would have been a fine pairing of just like, hey, I have sex with this guy who's mean. Um, for her and uh, Billy Gunn, Sunny and Billy Gunn. Mm-hmm. But, and they don't even. This is this this is the ultimate disrespect. They don't even really give an exit feud. Billy Gunn just leaves Bart Gunn. And the other thing I want to mention is, much like Billy Gunn, oddly, until now, because they have to, because he's in AEW, Bart Gunn is a six foot five guy who they never give many power moves to. It's not like Bart Gunn's like this. He's going to throw you all over the place, and he's this monster, even though he's like bigger than some other dudes they try and make monsters. It's very. Yeah, odd. here's my question. What do they call Billy Gunn in. AEW now? Kip something? No, just Billy Gunn. They call him Billy Gunn? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they just don't own the copyright, but yeah, they, he's Billy Gunn. That's wild that he they don't own the copyright. That's wild to me. Well, he's a smart guy. He probably bought his own copyright or something. Because they were like, yeah, you're fucking Billy Gunn. Who gives a fucking shit? Yeah, that's true. He They may have been able to get away with that at some point. That's also, very Billy fun. Gunn's like 58 years old and fucking jacked. Oh, Billy Gunn. So funny. I was talking uh, last night uh, with friend of not this program, but my other podcast, UTS, Elliot Steele. 
and uh, someone, another comedian named Andrea Hubert, both comedians. And Andrea Hubert and was listening as Elliot was like, everyone in athletics is on steroids. Like, it's like, you don't look like yeah. that at 50. Like, what do you think? And it was, is that funny thing of how surprised people are like, why did they test for it? And it's like, not well. Yeah, they can't. There's no money in catching people. Yeah, doing steroids, and also there's like so much shit that's like weird, that's undetectable. If someone gets caught doing steroids, it's because they fucking like really like addict, not addicted to like. I can't speak to it obviously because I'm not that high of an achiever, but like it seems to be like they'd be like, okay, well my performance is going down. I need to do more of this shit, and then that's when you get caught. It was also like Mark Hunt sued the UFC because it's like you guys let the, him go the other way, and he was clearly on steroids, and you just like waved a bunch of your own rules, and they were like. Yeah. You want some money? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, like it's one of those things where, and it's such a good point, too, because you, I would almost even say, bringing it back to the smoking guns, because you're insisting we spend more time on the smoking guns. You fuck. <laughs> well, um, we'll take a break, and then... Uh, no, and then no, no. Now we're going to do... You know what? Um, let's do no, a nine-part no. series on the smoking guns. I think we're doing a full year on the smoking guns. Ladies and gentlemen, like it's almost the end guns. of 21. It doesn't feel like we. I are you still recovering from the year of McMahon? By the way, because I'm still very much recovering. And it's been a whole year. Yes, it's been a whole year, and I'm like, I'm not like we did a few two parters this year, and I'm still not okay with it. I wasn't. Good. I wanted to do this, and I almost did it, but it was taking so long. Was I wanted to make the year of McMahon one episode and upload it, but it would have taken like a full three days for it to upload, and for me to create the episode because you had to tie all of them together. How long? So that is, is it? A it's a fifty-two hour episode. Oh, it's more than oh. fifty-two hours because each episode is at least an hour. Yeah, so it's more than fifty-two hours. Probably. <laughs> oh, and there's a couple of those. There's a couple of those that are so long. Yeah, the first one we were all excited. Anyway, talk more about the smoking guns, and then I'll refill coffee after you know, during our break. Oh, that's interesting. Guess what? You're, I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about how I'm going to punch you in the fucking face, okay. or in cowboy boots like the smoking guns. Um, the thing I would like to say about the Billy Gun is also Billy Gun also just had a slightly more cosmetically pleasing body. They were both, they were both like, we're not doing steroids. It's 1995. But Billy Gun is just slightly more hench and yum than Bart Gun. Although I always thought Bart Gun was a good bruiser. Here's the thing with Bart Gun post smoky smoking guns, where they never really give him a feud. He kind of just becomes a jobber. He's able to build a full house while under contract. By the way, like yeah, he's a man. He's like just like all right, I'll just build a house. Like it's not like he's sitting there. You know, people talk about like I'm sitting. Do you know? Do you know who? Do you know who Bart Gun is? Do you know who Bart Gun is? Bart Gunn is Rob Bebenick. Rob Bebenick is Bart Gunn. <laughs> Rob Bebenick, a Canadian comedian who still has a day job, even though he's like one of the most accomplished comedians. In he, but he just has a day job because he's like, you got it. Yeah, yeah, you got man's supposed to work. What am I supposed to do? Sit down like a hippie during the he's day? the only he's the only guy who's ever said the following sentence. The only time I started worrying about my drinking is when I was building my house, and I was like, "What are you talking <laughs> about?" He's like, "I don't like working construction, so I get drunk while I do it." And I really didn't like working on that house, so I got really drunk a lot. And I was like, "Do you live in that house?" And he's like, "Yeah, man, I did a great job." I'm like, "Yeah, you did." Yeah. How many how many touchdowns did he have, Dylan? Do you remember? I do. Was it a fumble recovery? That's right. And I believe he's there was also scouted. Hurt his knee. Yeah. 
Rob Bebenek is like every is the bane of every comedian's existence because he's literally the guy who never moved from your hometown, but except he did move and he's better than you at art. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. (laughs) So it's like, oh, what if the guy who bullied you also was like, hey, sorry about that. So you can't really pin it on me. There's a guy before we go to break. There's a great episode of Frasier where uh, the guy bullied Niles and it turns out he's just a very successful uh, plumber now. And That's I right. Keeps trying to get the upper hand on him, but then the guy's like, oh, "Man, I really treated you badly, and you owed this." <laughs> and they start crying. Luckily, that episode ends with the best thing, which is the older brothers fixing the toilet, and Fraser shoves his head in it and then runs away. That episode's a classic. <laughs> also, and I mean this: if you ever you get Fraser out of your fucking mouth, I'm the host on this program that talks about Fraser. You talk about Cheers related to an episode involving <laughs> Norm getting stuck on a stool. <laughs> and then Norm fucking sucked off Sam. Oh, by the way, if you ever want to be so sad, please go check out George Went now. Fuck. Is that Norm? Yeah. You know who Norm, you know who his uh, nephew is? No. Shut the fuck up. Is that true? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Maybe, yeah, because he was like, when uh, Jason Sudeikis had, had a story, I think it was on uh, Mark Marin where he talked about how he's like, yeah, well, when I was really hard up for money, my uh, uncle George Went would just take me out and everyone would just like buy him beers because he's Norm from Cheers and he'd go, all right, here you go. All right, here you go. And I'd get hammered and tell him about how acting sucked and he'd be like, yeah, I don't know. Acting's great for me. I played one guy, everyone loves me, and I show up and people buy me things. If you guys want to live a life of nightmares, just watch the George Went Opie and Anthony interview where he literally looks like some sort of soon to be lanced pimple. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, we're going to take a break. John, I'm we're not taking a break. We are not taking a break. We're we going straight through. Princess Dylan wanted to only talk about the smoking guns. No. And Princess G- Dylan, guess what? Up. Princess Dylan, I will not shut the fuck shut up. The you fuck just up. didn't know how much time we've done. Now you know. How much? How much we've done, we've done almost much smoking guns themed pornography is on the internet. I mean, if I if I was control of the internet, ninety percent of it would be smoking guns themed. <laughs> All porn, by the way, is Billy improved if Bart, you Bart on Billy. Yes, that is a different thing. Sunny of course it Bart. is. Sunny on Billy. Uh what about this? Billy on hat. Bart on jacket. Ooh, Bart Billy on jacket. Each fuck each other's cowboy boots. Gun in butt. Gun and butt, butt and gun. Sure. They put Yay. The butt in the gun. More exactly. Top notch content. Like There's also uh, pe- penis hole pinching, which is you hold open your penis hole and then you jam it onto a gentleman's posterior and then you just bite down with it. You <laughs> stop the stop listening to this right now and just look up some cock fingering, guys. Uh, enjoy. Hey everybody, just a quick break. Whoa. To thank you guys for donating to Patreon. If you go on to patreon.com backslash wrestler review, we have many, many options, such as brand new untouched episodes. So far we've recorded episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a real uh, a break from evil people and and talked about one man gang. And really fun people like that. That's for five bucks a month, you get access to a whole library of 40, I'm just guessing, 40 extra episodes, including some watch-alongs of Hogan Knows Best. We've done a lot of fun stuff. We're uppering yeah, we our have. page. Yeah. And uh, thank you so much. 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like. Everyone, come over to my place. Sleep with me. 20 and $25 gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review. Thanks so much for listening again. 
We love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. All right. Fuck you. Let's start. So the smoking guns aren't a tag team. Whoa. Bart Gunn has built a house and Vince Rose is there. And Vince Russo, not Vince Rosso, goes, hey, I got an idea. Let's have people punch themselves in the face for real. And everyone goes, Steve Williams will win that. We're all wrestling promoters. And just think if someone's big and tall and can drink, they're good at fighting. This is the thing that everyone needs to remember about Jim Ross. One of the best commentators in the world. But in his head, he's like, well, here's why Steve Williams is going to win. He is from Oklahoma. That's real cool. He is bigger than me. Very dangerous. Has played football. Toughest man in the world. And then Bart Gunn, who's just a guy who's worked construction, so therefore 10 times crazier than Steve Williams ever will be, beats the shit out of him. It was the brawl for all. Do we need to debate the brawl for all or explain what it is? But essentially what it is is it's like Vince Russo heard about bare knuckle boxing and went, I want to do that. It's such a weird because it's not just like a tough man contest, which is how they started to make it. But it's like you can also get takedowns. And the only way this is what I always thought was weird. What is Dr. Death Steve Williams, who was a collegiate professional wrestler and like an amazing athlete for the time. He was 280 pounds and like solid. So yeah. He had to cut water weight to make the heavyweight limit. So he is like a, a preternatural athlete, but also like that was 15 years ago and time doesn't stand still. Yeah, he's been in China. He's been in China. Pardon me. He's been in Japan. Tell us about it. Uh, you'll find I am Steve Bannon. Um, you will find that he was in Japan just drinking with Stan Hansen for 15 years. Like it's that sort of thing of like, yeah, Stan Hansen was a fucking tough, scary guy. And now he's a fat guy with muscly legs because he's like, I don't. I don't also, do arms. He's a tough guy on your wrestling show because you let him win. Yeah. Bart Gunn is the truth about like fighting, which is, yeah, sometimes the boring guy just wins. That's the it's UFC, all where it's like, hey, let's push this guy. He's really interesting. Oh, it turns out he's so crazy. He never trains. And this boring guy who trains all day beat the living shit out of him because he's boring and he just likes this thing. That's the thing is that's the, the tipping point with Conor McGregor is Conor McGregor has gone pa- like he's gone past the like he's a crazy guy who also trains and now he's just like he's a crazy guy who wear, wears just weird vanity steroids and wears weird shirts. Can we also talk about and we should always pretty much always be talking about this on this program was the time that Conor McGregor Gregor wore a suit that was pinstriped. But if you look closely, the pinstripe said, said fuck you. you. Yeah. But he also punched the old man and the old man just were like, all right. <laughs> when did he punch an old man? He punched an old man a while ago. That's when people were like, fuck Conor McGregor, fuck his whiskey. But he sucker punched an old man, and the old man just like took the old, the punches. I mean, what no one talks about is the time he threw a fucking thing at the Probably. bus. Like he, it's Yeah, he all. ended a guy's fucking UFC career because he's an, a cokey asshole. <laughs> yeah, glass got in the man's eye. Um, anyway... What are we going to talk? Oh, yeah, Bart Gunn. Oh, also, we should say So, this. Bart Gunn, the brawl for all that was supposed Midnight to... Express. Bart Gunn was in the New Midnight Express. Oh, because... Sorry, I always think that's after the brawl for all. Yeah, they oh. bring him back for the New Midnight Express when Jim Cornette's having the ill-fated NWA invasion, which oh, Jim Cornette... Client and, and Bombastic Bob. There's Bombastic Bob. Bootylicious Bart. Bart Gunn and Bob Holly, two guys who hate personality. Why the fuck wasn't it literally just... Um, Beautiful Bob Holly and uh, bad Bart Gun built-in feud and badass Bart Gun. I'm the real badass of the Gun Brothers. There's your built-in tag team feud. Also, or how about this? why they didn't? 
didn't they just build a fucking feud between the fucking new midnight express and the new age outlaws like it would literally have made all the sense in the world. we are the future this is what tag team wrestling is like now this is what it's like we're an attitude i left the smoking guns because i didn't want to be a traditional weird wrestler like you are now but like it doesn't make any sense that team was fucking fun and the reason why they had to make that team was because vince mcmahon wanted people to stop recognizing jim Cornette from the midnight express like the understand the where that team came from was Jim Cornette was so popular as part of the Midnight Express, they were like, we should do that again. And then, like, so many things in the WWF, they write the best first chapter, and they're like, every book's one chapter. Bye. Yeah, and uh, I just think they should have been Boring Bob and Boring Bart, the boring guys. Yeah, that's right. The promos are like, uh, they ask how you're doing. And then you fine. Tell how, and then, yeah, exactly. If you say more than fine, it's showing off. That would be their catch. There is a person out there. Why are you watching this? It's a children's program. Yeah, there's a per. Yeah, you better not be putting ketchup on your fries. By the way, if you want to know about the most unnecessary human being in the world, look up any sugary thing you should be eating. You stupid pieces of shit. They should be look at. Yeah, look up anything Jim Florentine has put up on Barstool uh, Sports. It is wild. That got no ketchup if you're an adult. That's for kids, so they can eat food. If you can't just eat food, you don't add sauce. Is you're like, who beat you up, Jim? Jim, <laughs> who beat you up? He's a white man. He's the whitest. Oh, man. of course. Protestant only, food. only, a, only a white man would be like, you know, who needs to get taken down a peg or two? Potato chips. <laughs> so we get to the brawl for all. Uh, he beats Bob Holly on points, which is the only guy he beats on points because he knocks fucking Steve Williams the fuck out. Also, if you watch these fights, Barkon is not good at fighting. It's just they swang like. They're fucking outside a club, and then someone gets knocked unconscious totally. Yeah, like, it's not real fights. It's one guy who's works construction versus wrestlers. This is the same thing with, like, bear in mind, there's a shitload of people, I guarantee, in the wrestling world that when CM Punk went to the UFC, they were like, everybody watch out, the best in the world is here. And it's like, the best in the world had a different thing. Because they're both, just because one involves a cage and the other thing occasionally has a cage, doesn't mean they're the same. They're very different. Very different things. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, they, uh, oh, yeah, as the new Midnight Express, <laughs> they, he feuds with the uh, Rock and Roll Express for a while, which is hilarious because it's like, I mean, Bob Holly, for whatever you want to say about a man bark gun, it's like, who these two old carnies versus two men who are both like 240 pounds. What the fuck is happening here? Which Jim Cornette, when he rails on about like, this is unrealistic that these small guys would beat up these, you know, big guys. Never mentions that, which, whatever. Anyway, so Brawl for All, like, yeah, Bart Gunn knocks out JBL. He knocks out uh, Dr. Death, which apparently they think got him heat in the back. I doubt that very much. I think As it was more I. like, yeah, I don't think Vince McMahon cared about Dr. Death, Steve Williams. He's not at all the type of guy that. Vince McMahon would be drawn to as an act. I think that more. I don't think Vince McMahon felt anything, or maybe the most I also he felt was like, yeah, see, jacked guys can beat up your little stupid fucking wrestlers, Jim Ross. Like, I it's think also, by the way, like, I've read both of Jim Ross's books. Vince McMahon, it's the weirdest thing because you're like, Vince McMahon, like, I don't know what he thought of Jim Ross. I think Vince McMahon was angry that his greatest success was part of was brought to him by a fat man. Like, I guarantee that that bothered Vince McMahon. He, like, anytime. 
He's like, it would be better if you had abs. I would like you more yeah. if you had abs. Yeah. Do steroids, Jr. Jr. Do steroids. Like, yeah. Doctor Death anyway, is crazy. Yeah, he and then instead of giving Bart Gun like, oh, look at the left hand of death or something to try and or give him, which is what I know, I'll never shot. understand this part is why the fuck it so and also what it was is I don't think Bart Gun had any allies in creative. In the end, what they needed was someone to be like, hey, we did this with this guy. This, like what no one talks about is everyone went Bart Gun one. That's fucking wild. Like everyone remembers it as being a bad thing now, but with so many things in wrestling, the Attitude Era was still the beginning of like, is this real? Is this not real? You could have been like, this guy is a legitimate fucking badass. Here's where we're gonna go. I also think part of it is, wait a minute, this guy is the toughest son of a bitch on the planet. No, that's Steve Austin. We're not doing this. Like it's also it's we like yeah. in the logic of wrestling is they actually should have had him be beaten by Steve Austin and have him be the left hand of death and yeah. knock Steve Austin out. Like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, this guy could he cheap shot Steve Austin sets up the match. Well, you guys don't need a fucking match for fucking Monday Night Raw. Like what the fuck? What the fuck? It's true. Don't do it on pay per view. Do it on Monday Night Raw. I remember they gave him a couple squash matches or whatever. Just did like- they? Yeah, just to like build up the butterbean thing, but it's like, and then the other thing was, they genuinely thought this guy was gonna beat Butterbean, and then Butterbean, which I've said before on this program, was like, "I'll work this." Yeah, I've done professional wrestling before. I'll let this guy win, and they said, "No, just make it normal." And then I do not know how they. I don't know how. That's one of the most unsung. I I truly think. In the I truly think. They just re- they just fed him to the wolves. It's that weird time in wrestling. Well, I'm just saying they shouldn't have sanctioned it. It's a professional athlete against a guy who's not a professional athlete in a sport where you could actually die. Yeah. Like, the fact that Bart Gunn escaped with just being horribly knocked unconscious is crazy, especially on a wrestling ring, and he gets knocked out near the apron that's not padded. That's fucking hilarious. That's so true, yeah. Like, they always say the hardest part of the apron is, yeah, like... The fact that that was sanctioned, which even on the dark side of the ring brawl, for all they don't talk about, is that, like, Vinny Pazienza was the referee who's not a referee. He's just a fucking boxer who does vanity steroids. Yeah, he's just a boxer that now loves Trump. This is a Trump-loving boxer. It was Grilla Monsoon, where he would have yeah. just been like, and oh, the I way- lost because I bet that this wouldn't happen. <laughs> I vote for <laughs> me to be the winner. Gorilla Monsoon, you can actively see me getting thinner from cancer while I'm watching this boxing match. I want to go home. I'm tired. Why did I agree to this? But then Bart Gunn gets out of there after he gets myrtleized by Butterbean and goes to that is the dying yeah, Butterbean, wrestling. Yeah, Butterbean beats the shit out of Bart Gunn so hard he actually Murders flies him. to Japan. Yeah, he flies. Yeah. And he woke up in the land of the rising sun and he joins all Japan and has a great career. Guys. Bart Gunn, that was the best thing that ever happened to Bart Gunn. Because if he had stayed in the States, he would have like shown up during the billion Chuck angle. They would have used him as like, his name's Butt Gunn. And he's the. (laughs) Yeah, that would have been better, actually. He would have been killed by having sex with Don Marie and then he commits suicide. Yeah. Please welcome Cum Gunn. (laughs) But he immediately goes into All Japan, and All Japan values these things. So they just fucking. They just push him, and he he um he ends up having like a return match with Doctor Death. He who apparently they still hated each other, and Doctor Death was pissed off because he's like, 
you of course ruined my career which is like you were supposed to you did let you win you fucking idiot also if they were building up to it why didn't they just let you win it's also that weird thing about wrestling where it's like guys it's wrestling they could have just let him win i don't know man well this is the other thing where it's like if bar if bark un could frown he would have been a hell of a wrestler but he just is (laughs) incapable of emoting that's right He's a tired boy. I'm a tired. I guarantee boy. you. Look at when he wins the title, and he's like, "It's the most smile he can do." Like, uh. yeah. This will. Um, am I going to be reimbursed because this will make my checked luggage back to the states more heavy? <laughs> that was the first thing he said. Was uh, am I being reimbursed? Oh, he looks like the kind of guy. Yeah. I don't want. I don't mean to sound like I'm not grateful. I am grateful, but this will cost me more money than I was expecting. I guess I'll just have to throw out my computer. Yeah, which I didn't like using it. It was taking it was taking away from a desk. I just like keeping blank. <laughs> so he uh, he teams with who? Who does he team with in Japan? Oh my god, they've totally gone blank. Who does he che- team Johnny with? Johnny fucking Ace. Yes, he teams with Johnny fucking Ace. And then as uh, all Japan is kind of going down the fucking tubes, and Johnny Ace fucks off to WCW. Who rides that fucking ship to the death? That's right, Mike Barton. That's right. Old fucking Bart Gun Mike Barton, also known as one of the members of the movement, but not the leader of the movement, which was Johnny Ace's, Ace's faction, which I thought yeah, was so Johnny funny. Ace that Johnny had his own faction. Yeah, he had his own four horsemen that were named after the polite, uh, the way a doctor describes shitting. <laughs> and the craziest thing is like, you look at like who you think Bart, who you think of Bart Gun is, and if you don't follow Japanese wrestling, who you think of. Kento Kobashi and Jun Akiyama being, and Johnny Ace and Bart Gunn beat them. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I've said it That's before, and I'll say insane. it again. Who did you they, cannot... Kento Kobashi you, for the Triple Crown? Brackus. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who pinned uh, the Great Muda in a match that the Great Muda said if he loses, he'll eat his own dick? Oh, uh, it was Mordecai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how Giant Baba's career ended, losing to Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah, exactly. And I'll never forget where I was when Antonio Inoki lost that retirement match to Mantar. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know he was in TNA for one match and he lost to Saturn? Only find this out while reading the research, and I was like, wow, TNA had everybody. They gave everyone a shot. TNA's alumni page? TNA's alumni page is just the WWE alumni page plus Bubba the Love Sponge. <laughs> yeah, but with weird names. He's not yeah. Bart Gunn, he's Bort Gunt. Yeah, except for um, uh, the alpha male Monty. Oh, Brown, yes. Monty Brown, who. What did he? What was he in the fucking WWE? Marcus Corvon? Yeah, Marcus Corvon. Legitimate uh, Super Bowl champion, but they changed his name. <laughs> Yeah, why did they change? Because is, is his actual name Monty Monty Brown, or was it Marcus Corvon? I think it was the Monty Brown, the alpha male. Monty Brown was great, but you know, was that his I name when he was the Super Bowl champ? Though I believe so. We'll do a weird episode on Monty Brown that'll have to be like very short because he basically was like, "Oh, this guy will be good," and then he's like, ah, "I stopped wrestling." That's so funny. I'm looking it up. Monty. He got to WWE. He went to WWE CW, and then basically they were like, "Ah, we're good." His real name is Monty Brown. They do with Bart Gunn what they should have done with him. But they no, really. he's not a not a Super Bowl champion, but he was at one of the four Super Bowls that the Buffalo Bills failed to win. 
<laughs> that's pretty sweet. No, I thought he was a Super Bowl champ with the Patriots. Uh, At least that's what TNA used to say. Anyway, they do, them being Japanese wrestling and All Japan, do, which is the great thing. He goes, to, he stops wrestling in All Japan in 2002, and you think, oh, he's done probably. Nope, because he's back in New Japan competing in tag tournaments um and just really what they should have always done with him which was he's another guy in a tag team yeah and he gets a lot of mileage out of being just a guy in a tag team he had a shot at the iwgp tag titles great he really worked in japan quite a bit and japan's a sweet deal because you get two weeks on six weeks off which he liked because he probably built several more houses yeah, he did. I actually remember this time period because he was posting a lot on Friendster, and oh, he kept really? just he kept building houses and he kept being like, "I don't live here, though. Get it? You can only live in one place." Yeah, this is a uh, an interesting thing where he one of the first live streams was actually Bart Gunn explaining to a restaurant in Japan why hamburgers are better than sushi, and it took five yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he when he really speaking got in depth. But when speaking to them, he is not speaking Japanese, but he is doing a Japanese accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing what he thinks Japanese is, which is just um, a cockney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney's character from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, no. I thought he did Mickey Rooney's character from Zorro, the weird, ill-fated YTV TV show. That was the Black Stallion is what I'm thinking of. God damn it. Um, Dylan, what's the best thing about Bart Gunn? I think the best thing about Bart Gunn is that he's still alive. I agree. I think the best thing about Bart Gunn is he seems very happy in his life. Yeah, honestly, and the fact that he escaped that Butterbean fight without any problems, without yeah. any horrible injury. Because uh, trust me, the way he got knocked out there, that was should one be of the, a, the most picturesque knockouts I've ever seen, which is crazy. And then they just didn't have Butterbean or Bart Gunn on television anymore. Like, it's no. crazy that that's what they did with him. That's the worst thing, is that, like... They tell you, and they'll always tell you to like grab the brass ring and go get your own push. And Bart Gunn literally made his own luck because he was a part of an invasion angle that they had forgotten about for four months. They put him in the brawl for all for some reason, just because they needed a warm body. And he ends up winning it. And then instead of just being like, I'm the knockout man, Bart Gunn, and exactly building to like, Bart Gunn's going to lose on some fucking raw. And then we can like. Forget about this thing ever happening. They were like, no, let's have him die before Butterbean. Yeah, 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 yeah. We could really make some money with this guy, or we could make it so he doesn't know what trigonometry is anymore. Yeah, you know this guy do. could forget his kids' names. But, I mean, Bart Gunn, seemingly with the same... I don't think there's a bad thing about Bart Gunn, quite frankly, because he just seems very content. He's a man who liked wrestling. He wrestled for a while. Now he's an electrician, and he's a grandfather, and he seems like he's having a wonderful time. And you know what? He stopped wrestling at the perfect way, which was he was on a re Raw reunion. He came out as Bart Gunn, which made his career go full circle in 2007. And then he stopped wrestling immediately. Yeah. He was eliminated by Steve Blackman, which in many ways we all will be. And then uh, he went on to have a nice time. <laughs> yeah. Guys, okay, I got to I got to take a shit. Fuck you. All right. So please get us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review for your this is jizz mugs for 10 bucks, 25 bucks. Um, for the 25 bucks a month, and you get to pick wrestlers for the Mean Gene mugs. Those come in after three months to get those mugs, and uh, uh, we're going to order some ourselves, some test birch, so we yeah. can see us drinking out of fucking mugs, because we're drinking fucking jizz, buddy. 
I can't what wait for my thing. Ju- I don't know. Patreon wrestler review. We're plugging nothing um, else but the fact that our Patreon has this Instagram. is jizz mugs. Yes. Everyone get a this is jizz mug. Please get those mugs at wrestler review, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Dylan Gott, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the John Hastings, Twitter, Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with Jerry McDivitt for Christmas. <laughs> Holiday. I'm sorry. Bye bye.